Hello, one moment, Xavier. Let me just uh, switch oh, there screens. Oh, All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, welcome, Xavier. I know we have some followers. I know Xavier has some wonderful followers that follow all of the platforms. I mean, this girl is busy. <laughs> she just flew in from Houston. We were just talking uh, prior to this, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like it's it's a blessing to me that um, that she still is committed to. Um, being on this platform, even though uh, she just flew in from her day job, or not say no, it was for ministry, yeah, it was right? For ministry. ministry, yeah, and that's awesome. Um, that in spite of that, she still chose to uh, be on this platform tonight. So, um, Xavier, what I want you to do is just uh, tell uh, just a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do as far as like your day job is concerned, and just um. Yeah, just a little bit about of who you are. Okay, so um, like Trini said, um, my name's Xavier Hobson. Um, I am a grants coordinator by day. Um, I work at University of Penn, so I kind of like mm -hmm. handle different research grants um, and just budgeting their money. Um, so that's something I've like just picked up for kind of just to pay the bill type thing. Um, I'm still right, searching right. For, like my passion. Um, so. Um, on right. the side, I definitely do hair. Um, I also have a business that I just started with, um, like a decor and planning, um, with, um, mm -hmm. a few of my girlfriends. Um, and then I also have a book club that I just launched, right. and have, like this love for reading. So I just wanted to like, kind of, um, branch out and see if anybody else kind of had that love and it's going well, actually, we have like about 60 something followers and there's, um, a consistent about 10 to 12, right? I was like, okay, people like to read. Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, right, right. So I have like 10 to 12 girls that like um, uh, kind of mm -hmm. join us each month for the different books. Um, and we, we choose a different right. book each month and we just kind of like pick our favorite characters, match um, who who we like the best, who we can relate to the most. And it kind of just gives you a space. Right. Um, females outside of the church walls um but yeah a chance to kind of just you know just have a chill group so that's pretty yeah that about. sounds good thank you that's good and she's being really modest right now but we're going to get more into all of these wonderful <laughs> all of these wonderful things but we just want to give you a little you know intro intro uh before we uh get into uh the meat of um what God is doing in Xavier's life. Um, so, so let me get this um, off of here for a moment. Um, Xavier, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is, sorry, I just want to get all of these things off of here. Y'all bear with me. This is my first time <laughs> working with this platform. So I'm just like, Lord, like, it's, I'm trying to get used to everything. Risk it for the biscuit. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you is, um, I know that following you on Instagram, you have um, a blog called Spiritual Gems. And I was just like, I was just scrolling through it. And I was just like, wow, I just started like reading some things. And what's so amazing is that um, that is how um, God placed it on my heart for you to be a highlight for September. And I was like, wow, like a lot of these things that Xavier is pointing out is 
it's dope. Like, and it just like open your eyes and be able to see and hear things from a different perspective is really good. So the question that I have for you is, um, what inspires you to start your blog, Spiritual Gems? Um, so Spiritual Gems came across, um, I like to read the Bible. I have always had a love for reading the Bible and understanding the words. So, right. Like you introduced. Yeah, we went to a church, um, Victory Christian Center. That was like my first church. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, I built a love for reading the word because you know, my pastor at the time or apostle at the time, um, kind mm-hmm. of broke down the Bible in a way where I would be like, wow, this is next. Um, so I kind of got a relationship with God, and I just it's literally just me sharing my notes, um, notes right. that I've had written over the years, um. And I kind of just was like, let me share this with people because I talk about it and people be like, wow, I never looked at it that way. And I'm like, yeah, like I can literally have you read the same Bible story over and over. If it's in different seasons of your life, it can show you different. Um, So Spiritual Gems kind of came from that, just like my notes that I take in my personal time with devotion to God. Um, And it also kept me accountable because other people would be like, well, what's the Spiritual Gem this week? I haven't seen you put it up anymore. (laughs) Right. I haven't been in my my Bible. That's maybe like that's why I haven't like maybe put it up or um or I might have been busy. So it kind of keeps me accountable to be like, okay, I can't get so busy that I leave God out my schedule. Like if I have to cancel dinner dates, if I have to cancel um you know just certain things, cut back on work just so that I can spend time with God. Spiritual gems kind of keeps me accountable. So it's not just me reading the Bible and trying to regurgitate it to people to like just be like, here, this is what the words say. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's more so me really digesting mm-hmm. the word and applying it to my life and then just sharing it with other people so that then they can know, you know, know what to do. Right. That's awesome. It's, I can definitely relate to that because <laughs> talking about the accountability factor, I'm telling you, and perfectly perfect keeps me accountable. Like there are so many times when I just want to just do whatever I want to do or do what my flesh wants to do. And I'm just like, but what, what would the people say? What would your followers say? What would those that's been rooting you on and hearing your teaching and then all of a sudden, just because you having a weak moment, you just want to give it all up. So I definitely understand that. Um, one of the a couple of gems that I wanted to point out that um, that Xavier put up, and I was just like, okay, like <laughs> we got to talk about these two. So the first one, I'm going to read it verbatim. The spiritual okay. gem that you put. Up. So the first one says, "My shut up season is almost coming to an end, and I'm so I am so glad that I was obedient to God." Because he restructured, excuse me, some areas of my life in private because I was sensitive to his voice. Now, if anything that I've struggled with in private were to reach the public, I would have the humility, strength and integrity to handle it with love and from a place of freedom and victory. And then the end is said, hashtag hush until you heal. And that is really where like sparked my interest is the hashtag part. Cause I was like, wow, hush until you heal. So can you elaborate on what God was um, dealing with you on to spark your um, spark you to write that particular spiritual gem? Um, so I've always been a big mouth. So I'm gonna speak my mind. I always been like the one to be like, 
Um, <laughs> I was quiet. I was always very like quiet, but like if you ask right. me a question, be prepared for the answer type thing. And God kind of took me right, to, right. Um, to kind of just round me a little bit, like and to teach me yeah. how to treat people how he treats me. So when I got frustrated with people, I was right. able to say like anything I want out of my mouth. So like he had me in a season where it was just like, didn't give me the opportunity to ask me, like to voice my opinion or anything. So I had nothing but to lean on God and like the few select people that I had around yeah. me. Um, and right. what God showed me was like kind of the hush to you heal thing is more so like, mm-hmm. When you are hurt, you're liable to say anything or react anything. And what God was showing me in that season was he doesn't care. Not that he doesn't care, but when you get to heaven and he's about to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant, he's not going to ask anybody else what they did in regards to how you reacted. He's going to only ask how you reacted. So no matter what people do to you, you have to react how he will want you to. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still sometimes give the middle finger or curse somebody out when they like swerve into (laughs) my lane or something like that. Driving, like I sometimes slip up there or I slip up in general because I'm human. But I've learned to have a filter and it's accountability and it's like a conviction there. And um, so also I was like going through like a time where um, like, you know, church, like going through different church scenarios and things like that. If you're not careful, um, the hush into you heal part, you'll be looking at people yeah. from your broken lens. So like if you have glasses yeah. on and they have like a cut in them or they have like right. a, a broken piece, it's going to make things look different. Um, and it's almost like that with your spiritual lens. So you need to like right. sometimes hush until you heal and then you go back and you talk to people and then you go back and to see things a different way versus you right. automatically thinking um one way because you could be off because it says that we prophesy in part like in the Mm -hmm. bible we don't know the full thing because that's god's god's timing so if we are only getting partial um pieces of the whole entire story we have to make sure that we have the correct piece number one and that we're putting it in the right place because it's almost like a puzzle piece um and you Mm -hmm. don't want to be putting the wrong you know just putting things together that is not correct so that was kind of the life the season that i was in was just like, all right, let me shut up and just make sure I'm whole. And then I can look at it from a whole perspective. Um, but that was kind mm. of my thing. That, that was a lot in a nutshell, but <laughs> some, oh my gosh. And that's what struck out to me because it's like, a lot of times, like you said, a lot of times like we are so quick like to speak and huh, for one, like we're not even wise in that in that area, and like so, <laughs> it's like we're not even wise. And God is just saying, like, you don't even know what you're talking about, and you just like saying any and everything. Sorry, um, that's fine. okay. <laughs> um, you're just saying any and everything. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> and it's just like that's why I, I love that hashtag hush until you heal because it's like broken people of are attract broken people so you don't want to if you are in a season of brokenness you don't want to be you know influencing other people to go off and be ramming off at the mouth no you if you are in a season in a place like be honest with yourself and know that okay it's still some things that god has to do and god's you know how they say god is still working on me if you know god is still working on you in certain seasons it's meant for you to again hush until you heal 
Don't just be, you know, just putting anything on social media. And a lot of people are doing that these days. They just, you know, sharing their whole story on social media. And it's just like, come on, y'all. Can we just like leave some things like in a secret and meaning like leave some things in a secret closet for you and God? Like if you... Like you said, we're not perfect. We're still going to fall short of God's glory. So, and that's fine, but we are representing Christ in everything we do. So it's important that even if you are in a season where you're not, you know, at a place where um, God wants to put you at the forefront, let's just put it that way, mm -hmm. then allow yourself to hush and heal um, until you heal, rather. Yeah. Um, the other one that I wanted to um, to point out one moment. Take your time. The other one that I want to point out, it says, I think I don't know where it is. Um, okay, the next one, it says, people of God, can we learn the difference between conviction Woo! versus judgment? If a person is giving their opinion and you are you are offended, you could be feeling conviction. If a person speaks directly about your situation without permission, you could be feeling judgment. I said, wow, <laughs> like that right there in a nutshell, like had just struck out to me because my God, like so many people are like, oh, you can't judge me, you know, because the word of God says, um, um, judge not unless you be judged. Yes, that's true. However, you put this thing so precise and I was like, wow, we got to talk about this tonight. <laughs> so can you please elaborate on this for me, for the people rather? Yes. So um, conviction versus judgment is like my thing. Because I used to be like, you can't judge me. And it'll be to people that right. I've allowed into my space. Um, so I'm a person right. you got to have accountability partners. I have a best friend. That's my accountability partner. She could be wrong as left as two left shoes, but she expects me to right. still be like, no, Zay, you can't do this. And I would be like, right. But you and I, but that's my accountability partner. And I was like, okay, right. like I, I allowed her into my space um, to be able to not judge me, but um, to uh, bring forth conviction. And it comes from the Holy spirit. So sometimes right. we'll hear what people are saying to us and we automatically feel like it's judgment. But God is um, God uses people to get us to understand things. So not all the time is God going to be using his voice like, no, daughter, don't do this. Like, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. he'll use yeah. people in situations to convict us, to get us in order. But if we're not careful, we'll cut those people off or we'll we'll misconstrue it as judgment. And then also yeah. like dealing with um, church people because. I, so I go to um, Emmanuel Christian Center and I'm a minister there. So kind of dealing okay. with people, it taught me how and when to say things because um, so in a sense of like judging and conviction is usually because it's right and wrong in the Bible. But I think a lot of people get confused um, with like the deliverance process in a whole um, because they think that um, deliverance right. is just overnight type of thing. And sometimes the sin that people are attached to is because of the hurt they've been through. So if they haven't handled the hurt that they've been through, yeah. um, and you're trying to cut off the sin that was produced by the hurt, you're going to end up hurting them. And it says that we don't wrestle with 
flesh and blood, but principalities in heavenly places. So like, if you're not careful, right. you are judging them. You know what I mean? In their lens. So you have to know, you yeah. have to really consecrate yourself and know when to say certain things and when not to. And I always tell people, if you're going to be my friend, it takes right. a lot to be my friend. Like, because God will show me something. I might be having a simple conversation with you and you'd be like, well, you're judging me. And I'm like, no, I'm just having a conversation, but I've learned to um, be careful of who's around me. Um, and if you can't handle, um, if you're not trying to grow through life and you just trying to go, by all means, just, I can't, we can't connect because I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to move. And there's certain things I yeah. want to cut off. Like if God say, oh, I don't like this about you. <laughs> okay, God, cut it off. Send somebody to cut it off so right. that I can be pleasing unto you. And I think that's what like the conviction versus Ooh. judgment is. Jesus. And it's like spiritual maturity. If you really want to get where God wants you to go, mm -hmm. you gonna it's going to hurt. Like, you know, it's going to hurt. It's yeah. going to times where you don't agree. But like knowing the difference can help you tremendously. And that's outside of Christ too. You know, at your job, if your boss is telling you to do ABC, but you do X, Y, Z, they're going to come to right. you and convict you and say, well, I asked you to do ABC. And it's funny how we allow the world to convict us. Or you, we allow the world to judge us. But when it comes down to the church trying to heal you and convict you, we get offended by it. But we'll like we'll say that people in the church are hypocrites. They're judgmental and things like that. When the world, if they don't like what you do, they spit you out. The cancel culture. And the people in the, mm. the people of God are trying to not cancel you, but cover you and you fighting it. And it's almost like you need to know the difference. Yeah. Like yeah, cancel culture is literally what the world does. You do one wrong thing and you're canceled. Like your, your, um, your money is, uh, right. Your, um, abilities is cut off, but the people of God are trying yeah. to get you to a better place without cutting you off so that God won't cut you off. Cause cancel season is really up to God, but people think they got that type of power. And if you allow God to right. cover you, you know, it'll be a little bit better. But knowing the difference between judgment and yeah. conviction can make your life prosper. Like, Listen, man, I have some comments I just want to show. Some people are definitely agreeing with you. Uh, Pastor Tracy Lynn Williams says that's true. Uh, we have Nikita on here. She said, <laughs> she's just like basically like saying, come on here. <laughs> and some other people, listen, people are definitely like um, agreeing with you. Like this is so important because especially like, that's why I wanted to talk about this because we are definitely like in a season of people just like not wanting to receive like what you have to say. And a, and a lot of times it's like, like how you said, like if you are... If you are voluntarily offering your advice or voluntarily saying, oh, well, you shouldn't do this, then that, yes, that's judgmental. But if you are, if you come into me or Xavier or anybody else for advice, then you should be ready for what I'm going to say after the fact. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be that you are like, oh, well, you judging me, but you mm -hmm. the one that came to me. Yeah. See, I was that's just saying minding my business. Minding my Go business. Ahead. So like I tell people all the time, um, I like joke around, but sometimes I like in church, I think you can always send a prayer, whether the person is ready to or not, because prayer is just planting seeds. However, 
um, when people be like, yeah, um, you know, I'm just going through a lot and they telling me their stories in my mind, I'm like, do they want to be delivered? That's my question. Do you want to be delivered today? Mm -hmm. Because if you want to, your faith matched with my prayers, matched with your prayers, mm. why got to move? Because it says when two or three gather together in my Come name, on. So like, but what happens is, yeah, just because you gather together, if you have lack of faith, it's nothing right. can work. It's almost like trying to start a fire and just throwing sticks onto the ground. Yeah. No, you got to work. You got to like, there's some, some toiling you got to do. You might have to figure out how to tie the sticks together. You got to get yeah. a match. You got to work in order to get set, like, you know, see um, fire in a right. So I like always say, I'm like, do you want to be delivered? Because I'm not yeah wrestle with you and tarry with you and you're not trying to nothing like you know you're not trying to let it go but like right. i totally agree with what you're saying people will come to me with advice my mom used to tell me all the time i mean growing up being a little child like the girls did not want to be around me or anything in in like um middle school because mm. they'll be like do you like my outfit and i'm like not really but if do you like it <laughs> my mom's like you can't say stuff like that and i'm like well she asked me I <laughs> Why would you ask me? But I come from a family that's very like direct. They don't right. go around your feelings. Like even they, I might not even ask for the advice. I'll come downstairs and my mom be like, you wearing that? And I'd be like, well, I thought it was nice. And she'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd be like, should I, <laughs> should I go try again? And she'd be like, yeah, I think so. And it, but it's out of love because I'm about to go with her. She don't want me to look crazy. So like right. I learned to understand like, okay, yeah, I'd rather somebody tell me what it is then try right. to like, uh, uh, no tell me so i can fix myself and i think right, right. yeah and Listen. a lot of the times our relationship with other people is how we treating god so it's mm. like god i want you to come into my situation and change it and then it's almost like somebody coming up to you and being like hey can you give me advice on this and then it's like well no i don't want that advice and that's what we do to god god can you change uh. the situation he gives you what you need to do to change the situation you're like nah that ain't gonna work I'm gonna try something different. I don't, I don't like that. And it's like, okay, well, and he'll just sit back and be like, all right. And then you'll do the same thing until you're in the same cycle. And then you're like, well, Jesus, where are you at? He's like, I sent you, I sent oh. it to you a couple times, but you said you didn't like that. And it's like, okay, now I want to listen. Now that I'm, you know, ran, you know, tired and exhausted right. all of my strength. Now I want your strength. Now I want your comments and I need your help. But yeah. Jesus. My God, girl, like you were speaking, your, your mama, oh wait, I clicked on the wrong one. Your mama said, this is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if Pastor said, that's true. For the most part, people can't handle the truth. I'm not sure why you're asking if don't want to hear the truth about you. You shall know <laughs> the truth and the truth shall set you free. I know that's right, Pastor. And to that be completely part. honest, if you're worshiping in spirit and in truth, what you're hearing won't hurt your feelings because you already then exposed it to God. So to right. kind of piggyback on the last thing that I said, um, like the last spiritual gem is almost like the hush until you heal part. If yeah. you handle it in the private time with God, when it, if it gets exposed, you now have the integrity to not, number one, lie about right. what you really were feeling. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. We can be wrong as people. Like, I can be like, yeah, I don't, it's something about that girl that I don't like. And it's like, mm, maybe that's not the case. Maybe, you know, like you can be right. like wrong. But if I've spent time with God and I've worshiped in spirit and in truth, he has now opened me up to understand and to see who I am in him. So 
And then in that time also, he'll be like, okay, I saw this about you, but I still love yeah. you anyway. So then when you're right. faced with people and, you know, when you face with people and they're like, well, this is about you, this flaw, um, you know, your nose is, you, you, you look like this or your hair is like this or, um, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like right. people always tell me you got a nose ring and you a minister, like, you know, you got tattoos and you a minister. Like I hear it all the time. You're a female and you're a minister. Like, you know, right. those things, if I've already handled that in, um, in my prayer time with God, when I'm faced with it with people, I'd be like, okay, he loved me anyway. So, right. Hello. I, I can care less what you think because I've right. already worshiped in spirit and in truth. And I know that he loves me in spite of all of my mess. So if you Come don't want all my mess, I can care less. Thank you. Listen, keep it going. I don't mind. <laughs> Take it. <Right>. Out. <laughs> that part, my God. And that's what, and that's what this is all about. And this is why God placed Xavier on my heart for to rep. So she can be represented this month because just like she said, like God will use us in spite of our imperfections. And that's what this platform is all about. Like the fact that she has a tattoo. Okay. So what you have a tattoo. So what you have piercings. The fact of the matter is that we all have come from a certain place in our past. So whatever we did in our past life. And even if, let me thank you, Holy spirit. Even if you decided to get a tattoo, even now, oh, I got so one. what, so nice. what? It's that first of the, the Bible thing. said to tattoo the word that Jesus tattooed the word onto his thigh. So let's right. read the Bible so that we can know certain stuff. I don't know if that was right. in context of the tattooing, but you know, it, it that was just right, a, right. <laughs> I'm like, not sure yeah. either. <laughs> it was but just yeah, a joke, like but he did that. tattoo the word on his thigh. <laughs> right, so. right. And that's the thing, it's like now I will agree that as far as the modesty part, now I do agree that. When you get to a certain level yes. um, in your relationship with Christ, that you have to watch what you wear and watch yes. how you act. Now, that's something completely different. But as yes. far as you coming into it, because, you know, if that's not even in the word of God, but it says come, you know, different people say come as you are. So that's talking about, OK, if you coming in and you was a drug addict, come as you are. If you coming in and you were an alcoholic, come as you are. But it if doesn't say stay as you are. That's the yeah. thing. It's like people misconstrue the fact that, okay, well, God loves me and God knows my heart. Okay, but if you are developing, thank you, Jesus. If you are developing the relationship with Christ, there are going to be certain things that God is going to require to fall off of your life. So the way you came in is not the way that God is expecting you to stay. So yes, yeah. okay, Xavier has tattoo. She has a nose ring. I have a tattoo. I have piercing. So what? God is still using the both of us for his glory. Now, does God require something different in our lives now? Yes, he does. I can't just go out here and just act and just, you know, be twerking all over the place and be saying whatever comes to my mind. I can't mm -hmm. be doing all of that because there is an expectancy that God has for us because of the position that he has put us in. But, yeah. you know, we can't just go around and just, you know, when people, when we see different people and coming in in the church and, we want to turn them away because of the way they look and the way they smell and the way they're dressing. And it's just like, man, like if we, if they're not being accepted in the church, then where else would they be accepted? Hello? And they just want to go right back in the world because they like, wow, if the, if God, if I can't be accepted by those that say that they're representing Christ, then, then where else? Where else? Yeah. And I feel like, so it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. You come right. into this world as a baby, 
You don't right. stay a baby. Nothing in this world stays the same. It's always growing. Besides, you know, McDonald's hamburgers. Those apparently can stay like that <laughs> for about like three years or something. So I don't know what they're doing. But <laughs> nothing in this world stays Oh, my God. So it does say come as you are, but it doesn't say stay the same. So I came as a baby, September 14th, 735. I am no longer a baby. I still am not getting breastfed from my mother. My mom right. doesn't cut up my grapes so I don't choke on it. Now I can eat meat. Now I can do those things. So so it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. So like in the spirit, you right. still shouldn't be if and I'm going Lord, you know, hear me. But um so even when it comes down to um cuz I had like a recent altercation in church and it was this older woman who's like way older than me and she did something mm -hmm. that wasn't how we do like it was out of order and i right. feel like a lot of the times just because you've been in in church longer than me doesn't mean that you've been in god longer than me wisdom doesn't have an age Ooh. so like, i think that's also an issue with the church it's like oh well i've been pastors um such and such um for decades now you know what i mean and it's like right. okay but have you grown in god Okay, yeah, you may have grown in um, getting different titles and things like that. That's still world stuff. Even though it does tell right. you that God does promote, still, you can be an assistant pastor and have zero wisdom. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to like, like it, it, it's somebody, for example, my best friend, she hasn't been in the, in the um, connected to God for that long. I think it's going on like maybe a solid um, three or four months that she's been in the world. And yeah. um so she, um, but she has pushed, um, you know, she's pushed past um, me, not pushed past me, but like, I can talk to her about spiritual things on a different level now, like, and she can understand, and then she can give mm -hmm. me insight onto the word, and I'm like, yeah. wow, that's crazy, like, you know, I've been trying to get to where you are for all my life, and look at you, you just got in with Jesus, and I'm like, okay, you a powerhouse, like, any, but God right. is elevates you. So I think that is also a key point too. Like um, making sure that you don't think um, longevity is getting you anywhere in the kingdom. And I, you know, I pray for people who have been in church for 50 years and still are on the same level of like reading kids Bible study and haven't really divulged mm. into really understanding who God is. Let's get past yeah. the reason about like, you know, your friends being enemies and things like that. I'm trying to see God do miracles. He, he if he, he said that, he the same thing that he did back then today, yeah. so like picking up dirt, putting spit on it and rubbing it on people's eyes. And then they can be, they can see now. Those are the kind of things I want to see God doing. I'm tired of people talking yeah. about, oh yeah, God gave me money. Okay, cool. I, uh, hello, I can favor, right. I take favor over finances. I take favor over funds. Cause that can get me anywhere. I can go somewhere with a right. dollar and somebody, and all of a sudden I'm getting through things. For example, my yeah, church yeah. in Houston, God literally provided for me for that. I was like, God, right. if you need me to go, you're going to have to give it to me. Literally uh -huh. people was pouring into me. I worked. Yes. But like I literally went and I was able to pay off my flight and everything just by people sewing into my life randomly on a random occasion. And I was just like, right, oh, God, right. you're all that. And that's the kind of God I want to like serve. Like that's the one y'all can keep preaching that little small stuff. Right. I, I want to see the miracles. I want somebody to hop out their wheelchair yes. right in front of my face. Like I'm like, oh, okay. Man. I want them to stretch out their hand. And it's been like, you know, in a position where it couldn't stretch out. That's the kind of stuff I want to see. I don't, I don't 
care about right. money and all of that stuff. That's going to come. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else he shall add to it. So, right. like, I want that stuff is already taken care of. He said, yeah, care of the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, all of those things. So that's what I want to like, you know, that's what I want. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, I have a question here from Pastor Tracy. Um, she says, wait for it to come up. She says, what is the evidence of real spiritual growth in evidence? your walk with God? What is what is the real what is the evidence of real spiritual growth in your walk with uh, um, walk with God? So I would say like so behavioral manipulation. So you doing things just because it's telling you no, but you haven't really been transformed. I think transformation is mm -hmm. when um, for me I would I would cuss you out. I would straight be like you said what and cuss you completely <laughs> out. And um, mm -hmm. now I literally, I went from literally being like one second and right in front of like, if it's an altercation or a, a conflict about to break out, I'll be like, Jesus, I'd be like, give me one second. While somebody's yelling at me, I'd be like, excuse me one second. I'd be like, Jesus, I'd be like, I know I can fight this battle, but I just need you to fight it while my hands are up. Like, you know, I will literally go into prayer. Mm, that's I know what I can right. do. Sometimes I have to calm myself down and, and right. prayer helps me help me do that. So now how I can tell that the evidence that you've grown is that you're you're you don't act in the natural when something that used to make you tick in the natural. You act spiritual. Yeah, yeah. I act like right. I act like who I serve. I act like God. Mm -hmm. So like not yeah. a God. I don't become a God. But because the spirit is re residing in me, if somebody cursed me out now and I'd be like, be blessed. Cause your day must be worse than me, but I serve a God that can turn it around. Would you like to taste them? Here, here goes the Come on. here goes the Bible verse. Here goes happiness. Here goes joy. You can be acting like that, but you aren't gonna mess up my day, like you know. And I'll go traveling right. along, la 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 la, la. like <laughs> yes. Well, you and I'll be like, you are crazy. Good, good day. And I'll just, and it really won't affect me. Like it really won't. Um. So I think that's when you can tell. That you've like grown, right? Listen, that that is huh, that is definitely. Sister Cynthia said transformation. Yes, yeah. um, that definitely is a key point. I love that question that Pastor uh, posted, um, and I just I can definitely relate to that because I remember, and it's crazy just thinking about it. Like I've been on this new journey for what three years now, and I'm just like, wow, God, just looking back at my life um three or four years ago and i'm just like wow like i it, it's and you even pointed out that it doesn't matter that god is not focused on the timing he's focused on um our surrender he's focused on our availability he's focused on what we're going to actually be willing to change for him what we're actually yeah. going to be willing to give up for him and you know it's definitely possible like especially when you really give your life for real for real and surrender unto god which is going to lead into my next question in a second but when you really give your life for real for real to god god will change your life change your life like in an instant and it's just like wow when you really commit for real for real god will do it which leads to my next um question azavia is that can you discuss the process it took for you to surrender to god <laughs> Ooh, <that's laughs> um 
So I thought surrendering to God was like, oh, my mom went to church. So like my mom said prayers to me. So I don't have to, um, I don't have to do much because my mom is doing this. Like, you know, um, because as you know, my mom's like a praying like warrior. Like she don't play. She's like, before I even bring a friend to the house, she I'll say a name and she'd be like, what's the name? And she'd be like, "Mm." yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not even going to say nothing. I won't, they won't come over to the house, mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, yes, spiritual growth. You'll see more of Jesus and less of us. That, yes, that yes. is, I like that. Um, and I think it was like a tug. Cause I was like, God, I like, why can't I just sit in the back of the church? Like, you know, some people God like has called to just be members in the church. Like, you know, he wants mm-hmm. us all to, growing him but it i felt like i always was like why i have to do this like even when i was like becoming a minister i was like and i would like toil with that like to the point where my mm-hmm. pastor was like okay well when you're ready um yeah okay and he was like okay don't do it and when i tell you i needed somebody to tell me to do it and it literally didn't happen it happened in a dream where god literally was like it was just me and him and i heard it mm-hmm. clear as day it was like do what I say. And I was like, right. I don't, I want to be normal at 25. I want to be turned up. I want to be at the, at the club. Cause it's fun. And people would right. try to say sin is not fun. Sin is fun. It did just take you farther <laughs> than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. As my mom say, sin Ooh. is fun. I don't care who tells you that it's not fun. It, you don't have no convict. Like when, when you really deep into it, you ain't got no convictions. You don't have no care in the world. And that's scary. When that started to become scary for me, that's when God, like, like when I would do something and I'm like waiting for me to feel bad. And I'm like, I was like, oh, I didn't feel nothing. And then when I didn't hear him, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm too far out. Like, no, I'm handling back like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yes. I was just kidding. Talk to me, Jesus. And when I was in a season where I didn't hear him at all, I was like, okay, I don't like that. Um, but what really turned me around to like kind of allow God is my relationship. So I was dating, um, a guy, his name is Ria. He passed away, but Mm -hmm. God has showed me stages and like, I would tell him and he would tell me, he was like very versed in his word. He knew his word. So like we would have conversations and I'll be like, okay, God is going to do this, this, and this to the point where my prophetic was so high that like, I could see where he was at before, before he even told me. Like if he's, if we're going somewhere, I know to walk outside. Cause I can, I already saw the car pull up. That's how mm. God will work. So sometimes mm. people, um, number one, you have to allow in a space of life, you have to allow your children to experience God for themselves. Not that my mom didn't, but she was so invested in like praying and protecting me that sometimes it was hard for her to allow me to go through things because she's like, no, I can see this. But some, but she literally, kind of started to be like in that relationship she backed up and I was like mom where you at like you know mm-hmm. can you tell me I would be like mom is this right and she'd be like I don't know and I'm like I know you know I said you just not trying to tell me <laughs> I'm like you need to tell me like yes. and I knew she probably knew the whole entire time but she allowed right. me to go through it so that God can literally produce a relationship with him like you know we are creating a relationship so it was almost like um while I'm in my mess, he's talking mm-hmm. to me. That's yeah. like, 
that used to blow my mind. I'm like, I'm doing something I'm not supposed to. I'm having sex before marriage. Like, come on, like be in to be delivered. You have to to be in order to produce deliverance. You got to speak from your delivered moment. I'm doing something mm. I'm not supposed to. I'm like to the point where he was like doing stuff that he necessarily wasn't supposed to. And I'm trying to help him come up with ways how to do it. I'm like, all right, God, the prophetic. I would say you should do a gray car, tinted windows, and then do this to the point where I'm acting like I'm off of uh, American Gangster, And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, and once I got, once I lost him and once God showed me the grace that I had to go mm -hmm. through that situation and I was like, okay, God, I don't want my life to go to waste. Like I need you. I want to, I want to be pleasing to you. I want to smell good in your nose. I want to look yeah, good yeah. when you're looking at me. So it kind of like shifted my perspective to be like, all right, God, I'm gonna let you do do what you do because clearly I can't do what you do. So let me just sit back and kind of allow you to maneuver my life. So now I'm not saying I listen to every single thing that God tells me to do mm -hmm. perfectly, but I'm a little bit more vigilant. And it took me to do that to yank me to be like, all right, now do you want to listen? I'm like, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready now. Now I'm ready. I was like, now I'm ready to do what you want me to do, and I'm ready to do what. Um, what it is that you need me to do in a way. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, Jesus kind of just yoked me up. Was like, yeah, that part. <laughs> like, I have no choice. Like, I don't have a choice to serve him. So those of you who have a choice, choose Jesus, but choose him wisely because it's a role. You think it's... life is fun out mm -hmm. there in the world? Jesus is fun. Like, one day he'll, right. like, for example, um, I was walking to the Chinese store and this girl was standing there and God was like, give her $20. And I'm like, $20? I was like, Jesus, but she's not doing nothing for $20. These are conversations I have. Y'all can act like y'all don't if y'all want to. Listen. I'll be like, but she's not doing nothing with her life. Why I got to give her $20? I worked hard for this $20. So I'm like, all right, God. And I know Jesus was right. like, Xavier. But I was like, okay, fine. So I'm like, you're going to have to send me a sign. So me and my best friend are walking. And the next thing you know, my best friend looked in the back and she was like, dang, they didn't give me my chicken um, my chicken wings. We had to walk past the girl backwards. And I was like, don't just give me a sign. And I was like, my lady at the Chinese store, I live in North Philly. My lady yeah, never yeah. forget the order. Like, and got it together. So I'm like, right, right. <laughs> today. So I had to walk past the girl and I was like, you know what, God, you funny. And I was like, Shay, can you hear me that $20? <laughs> and I was like, here you go. I just wanted to be a blessing. Like, God don't let me not do stuff. He'll make me, I was like, you gotta send me a sign if she's supposed to get this $20. What if she don't use this $20 for food? <laughs> that ain't none of my business. He said, give it a $20, give it a $20. <laughs> And I think that's kind of how my spiritual walk is. It's like, all right, give me a sign, Jesus. And then he'll give me a sign, and I'll be like, oh. And then now I got to walk backwards. But now I'm starting to listen the first time. You say give $20, I'll be like, all right, here you go. And then move my hands. And then he blesses me. The most, like, if you hold on to it, you you waiting on what? Like, give it to, if the faster you release it to God, the faster he can send you a return. It's almost like trying to hold on to your money in your bank account and but you're trying to get a check like you you get where i'm coming from like yeah, you, yeah. you deposited money um so that then you can buy something but you mm -hmm. never deposit the money like right, right. Where you have to let it go like let it go and then it can come back to you how it's supposed to so that's exactly. kind of cool girl like it's it's, it's crazy. crazy um as the, um, I pointed out earlier, but uh, PJ was saying, Zay, I love, I absolutely love your evolution. 
Um, it's different people. It's just like, I know for me, like with us both like growing up at the same church, like it, it is such a blessing, like to see like your transformation. Like, you know, we weren't like, we, I would say like we knew of each other and we were in the same, same ministries, but we weren't like close like that. But so to actually see your evolution from afar is just amazing. And just like even seeing the fact that God has you as a minister and it's just like, okay, Minister Zay. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, I remember I used to just dance and I was so quiet. Right. I was like, like, I was very observant. I'd be like, okay. Like, right. I think we had like different age groups. Like, you were right. just a little bit older than I right, was. Right, right. Like, we were just missing each other. So, like, right. who I hung out with was like a different age group. But, right. yeah, that's I was true. Like, and we were both quiet, like very quiet when it came to that's true. So like it's funny that like the quiet people, I'm like, Jesus, yeah. I don't even like being on camera. That literally five minutes before this, I'm like, I'm just throwing a hoodie. I'm I, <laughs> I don't do the camera stuff. Like, and it's funny right. because Bob literally the thing that you don't like, he'll push you in. And I'm like, I don't like being all no. I just want to say my stuff while we at a dinner table. I'm okay with right. that. I'm like, now I'm a minister, like, you know, and like actually preaching over a pulpit. I'm like, and not passing out. Like, I'm like, okay. Not passing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm breathing while I'm talking. I'm like, okay, right. I'm getting the hang of this. But yeah, it's it's definitely weird. It's it's weird to me that like mm -hmm. God kind of like pulled me out from right. again. I'm like, God, I'll serve you. You need me to sweep? Amen. I will sweep them. Yes, I will. I will sweep glory. Yes. Come on, sweep. Okay. <laughs> I will clean the bathroom for you. I will go and get your, I will be an adjutant all day. I will be, yes. me. I'm a server. But then God is like, um, okay, yeah, you, you've graduated. And I'm like, huh? you sure? Like, you know, I can't do this class again. Like, right, that's I right. like it in the back. Like, it's easier because nobody can't see you. Like, right. But he'll call you. Listen, Listen that's because you're available. When you're yeah. available for God, he no. wants he's gonna test you. He's gonna yeah. test you. He's gonna pitch you in the little, the little small parts. He'll be like, all right, I want to see what you if I give you this, what you gonna do with this? Yeah. Once you pass that, and if you're still available, then he's like, All right, now you go to the next level. He's not everything in our lives, like is meant for growth. Like God has us on a level, and if you are not, it's not saying that you have to go from First level to the, to the fifth level, all you know, quickly. But it's saying that everything in your life should um, requires growth. So even it's like taking a little bit of time, and like even just thinking about both of our transformations and how, like I remember like four years ago, and I was like, I still a wreck and still a mess. I was still drinking. I was still having sex before marriage, and I was like, God, I'm a mess. And it was just like, God is just like, well, if you just give me your heart, and then. I'll take you to rest. I yep. will take you take you further. Then I was just like, okay, God, but I'm not this and that. He's like, I didn't ask you that. I will ask you if you're available. And yeah. as soon as I gave him my availability and was like, all right, God, like, you know, and just put my, my life in his hands, that's when certain things, like certain things that I was attracted to, certain things that I was in, that I desired to do, that was just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I don't have the desire for this. I don't have the desire to hang around these certain people because I can't, you know, be, God is showing me more of who I am in him. God is, oh. <laughs> so it's fine. Oh. 
God is uh, showing me, that's fine. God is showing me um, more of who I am in him as far as uh, my giftings. And I can't be learning more of that and God using me for his glory and still be trying to hang around the same people and expecting God to take me to a new level. So it was, it's a point in time in your life, just like um, Xavier said, that God is going to require you God is going to require for you to surrender your all. He's going to require for you to give up some things in your life. Your mom said he can use available vessels for him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter, you know, what you sound like, what you look like. It's so many people that's in a word of God that he used that had imperfections. He used Moses. He had a speech impediment. He used Noah. He was a drunkard. He used so many different people. David, he was an adulterer. Right. Come on. He used so many different people, but he trained and that's we talk about transformation that even though they had a past, even though even in a mist, you know, of David, even in the midst of him being king, he fell and he fell to um short of God's glory. But even in the midst of that, David still had the heart of God and God still wants to see if we're going to be available to use, be used for his glory. And if yeah. we want to continue to follow him and trust him, as long as we keep him first, then he will do the rest. Literally. That's all that God is expecting from us. That's it. So, and I think. We get mm-hmm. caught up in like perf- perfection versus like right. excellency. And it's almost right. like, yes, he wants you to be excellent. So right. if he knows you can do a B, you should be doing a B. But if he knows that you do a D or a F, he's still going to be pleased with those things. And yeah. I also think like if you can make yourself available um, in the natural, because I like to compare things to God for the natural, because people try to make God seem so so complex and he's really not. You make yourself yeah. available on your schedule. If they call you and say, hey, can you come and work this double? I know you're off the schedule. You'd be like, yeah, because you know you're going to get a reward. If we think about it that way, okay, God call you. Hey, are you available for me to do this work in you? Yeah, I am. Then a reward is coming. So like the same way that you think in the natural is the same way that you would think in the spirit. So like I feel like, right. you know, that's it's very simple. It's a very simple complex. You do what yeah. you serve God, he serves you back. And then right. on top of that, you don't serve him, he still serves you. That is why he don't give you what you deserve. And I'll be like, God, Mm. I deserved some some other stuff, but you still love me in spite of. Like, who he's the I am that I am. Like anything you put I am in front of it, you got it. You think um people just get too like too focused on people's thorns. And I feel like I always say this, my conviction is not the same as yours. So yes, I may be able to have a glass of wine. You might not because you may have alcoholism or something like that. So like, Mm -hmm. it's a difference. Like my convictions aren't necessarily the same. So just because you're convicted in one area doesn't mean that I'm going to have that same conviction. So like, you know, that's when you have to like, make sure you're operating how you're supposed to operate and doing what God requires you to do. And even right. a Bible verse, it's one of my favorite, First Thessalonians 4 and 11, mind your business, mind your business. It can get you so far in life if you just yes. read, read your Bible and mind your business. Okay, yes. <laughs> You can't be talking about other people's struggles because they struggles, struggles identify anointing. That's what I always say. So if you mm. see somebody really, really struggling, that means the kind of anointing and crushing that needs to happen is literally producing oil. So like, mm, wow. mind your business because <laughs> you don't know what they had to do or what's being produced in their crushing season. So like, yeah, you, know, yeah. like you know, you shouldn't be doing this or you should be doing it this way. Mind, mind your business. 
because God Not will give you business. the exact and you might not be able to pass it. So mind it. Listen. Your business, because you don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. Like it took a lot to get this anointing crushing, okay? So yeah. Girl, that part, my God. Nikita said, hello, thank you for not giving me what I deserve. My God, my God. Because <laughs> if God would have gave us what we deserve, we would not be here on this broadcast right now. Nope. <laughs> right Probably now. behind bars, but you know, <laughs> you know already. <laughs> Listen, Sorry, mom, love you. Different. You raised a good child, but you know, sometimes. <laughs> yes. Shout out to uh, Sister Max. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to shift things a little bit here because, yes, Azavia, as we've learned, Azavia is a minister. She also has a blog that I have the information um, scrolling on below. She has a blog called Spiritual Gems. But Azavia also has a book club. And that's one of the next things that I want to get into. So I understand that you are a book lover and you have your own book club called Life Between the Page Book Club. Have you always loved books? Yes, I have always loved books. So my mom was um, <laughs> very into education. So both, actually both my parents. So um, funniest thing is my mom would give me books to read. Um, and it's funny how what you're supposed to do, you struggle with. Um, mm -hmm. Reading was like not very good. I don't know why I couldn't understand reading. Um, and it took me a while to get the concept of it. So um, I had bad, super bad eyes, like where I couldn't see certain things and I couldn't hear very well. So if you can't hear, you, it's harder to understand um, the, you know, understand the language. If it's not sounding correctly, you're going to say it wrong and it's just going to mess you all up. So right. um, at a young age, I had to get tubes in my ears and things like that. So my mom had me on hooked on phonics, like, you know, trying to get me to read. So in kindergarten, I think I was reading on like a second grade or third grade level. Mom, you can correct me. Um, and from that, it kind of sparked, um, my passion. But then, right. um, when I was in school, I will always get teachers. My English teachers would be like, yeah, your writing's not good. So I would literally get D's or C's and, uh, well, not actual D's, but C's in writing. And they would tell me that, you know, my writing's not good. You don't write very well. And, um, kind of, it just was always a tech. And I'll be like, I would mm. literally map my paper out to one person's paper and then another person's paper. And I'm like, my paper is definitely better than them. They didn't put a comma right there. like, And it would like play with my mm -hmm. mind. So yeah, um, yeah. reading kind of, so once I got to high school, I was like, maybe I'm not that good. So I stopped reading like, and I stopped reading for pleasure. And I just would read what I had to read for schoolwork. And then I just yeah. recently picked it back up um, just because I started reading my Bible a little bit more and I started building mm -hmm. up that confidence. And um, so I started just reading books again and I fell in love with it all over again. So that's what made me want to create the page life between the page book club. And I wanted mm -hmm. something outside of the church house. Cause you gotta have balance. Like yeah. I was doing everything in church to the point where right. I'm like, all right, I'm starting to be weird to people. Like people will be like, how you doing? I'm like, blessed and highly favored. The Lord is so good. Thank you, Jesus. And they like, okay, like we, we want to be, <laughs> we support God, but we don't right, want to be right. like, so I was like, I need a balance. Something got to happen. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to my hood novels. I love hood novels. Ashley Antoinette is one of my yes. favorite books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, and utilizing that is kind of how I've reached um, females because, or reach females, males, whoever wants to read. Um, yes. And I kind of just open that up so that way we can create dialogue with what, what's going on today. Um, yeah. But that's kind of how I got into reading. 
Right. That's good. So tell me, um, it's such an interesting name, Life Between the Page Book Club. So what's the story behind the name? Um, so actually I was like trying to figure out a name and one day I was mm-hmm. like, what can I call this? Like, um, and the book club came like just out of nowhere. I put two books up, like pictures and I was like, I got two new reads. Anybody want to like join me reading this? Yeah, yeah. And like people were like, yeah, I'll join, I'll join, I'll join. I was like, okay, well maybe yeah. I should make a page for this. So then right. I was like, what can I call it? And, um, what my dad used to tell me all the time is if you want to hide something from black people, put it in a book and not in a sense mm-hmm. that like black people don't read or things like yeah. that, but if you know your history, you know that used to be illegal for us. Like mm-hmm. reading, we, we weren't allowed access to it. Not that we weren't capable of it, not that we couldn't do it, not that we couldn't excel in that area, but we were told yeah. that we couldn't do it. So if we are not allowed to practice it, there's no way to master it. So right. um, so that kind of kind of was the spinoff of that. And I was like, um, so I looked on Google, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I looked on Google and I was like, mm, I don't like these names. And then I like paired it with something else. And I was like, what if I like between the page? And I was like, mm-hmm. I like that. And I was actually with my best friend when I was doing it. So she was like, yeah, yeah I love that. And then yeah. kind of like built it like that. That is so good. And what I love about, um, I, I've never, I've just really started like getting back into books and like, you know, just trying to, be more like how you said it's a good to have um balance and to be more well-rounded because you can't always have yourself always surrounded around spiritual things because if you are trying to be a light amongst in the midst of darkness you need to be able to relate to those people yes. and you can't always be like but jesus this and da, 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 da. like you got to be able to have a a natural conversation with people so i love the fact that you have this platform where you know it's not always like you're reading spiritual books but you're reading like certain novels that you know different people um love and that you guys have that in common which is what I wanted to ask you next is that when I was reading a part of, yeah, I did my research when I was, <laughs> when I was reading a part of the bio of, um, and just like the basis of your book club is that what I love is that you focus on African-American, um, focus on literature that is um, made by African-American authors. So what made you want to focus on that and allow um, your book club for the readings to be from African-American authors? Um, so with the climate that we're in, um, well, this has been a climate for a very long time. Um, so I'm very into like knowing my, my history about like being black and what it means to be black. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to kind of give back, like, you know, let's support our literature because I went to, my mom put me in the best schools, which was great. But a lot of these schools focus on, um, white authors portraying black stories. And it's like, it, it almost came out like bias, if that made sense. So I'm like, no, I want to hear yeah. something from my perspective, from someone who actually lived the life of, yeah. you know, how I live. And I just think it was more so a support thing. Like, so I make sure right. that we try to, um, sometimes I do order from Amazon Prime, uh, be encouraged, sorry. Um, but I do kind of <laughs> leave on my black owned um, uh, book clubs or uh, bookstores and libraries. So I try mm-hmm. to get my books from there um, just to su- show support. Um, and it's like mm-hmm. an area that we we kind of were delayed in, you know, for 300, 400 years. Yeah. Slavery, we weren't allowed to read. And then 100 right. years after that, we still weren't allowed access to read properly. So, like, I just mm-hmm. want to show that we've still excelled. Like, even though it's right. been 
holding us up, we still were able to excel. So I think that was more so what I wanted to do, like support, um, you know, just black businesses and things like that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Like you said, especially in this climate that we're in, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement and just, you know, seeing different people's lives being taken. It's important that we support each other because unfortunately we have as African-Americans, we have had the habit of buying everything else that is not made by African. And it's not saying that we are racist. It's not saying that we don't like people of other cultures, but it's just saying that if you're going to support anybody, at least make sure you su support your own. Yeah. The different cultures, they are big about supporting their culture. And it's not saying that they don't support other cultures, but right. us as African-Americans, we have for a very long time, we will support everybody else and not our own. So I yeah. love the fact that you are doing that and that you are, um, shedding light because there are very um, a lot of African-American authors out there that have very good books. And yeah. it's important that we support, especially small um, business um, owners as well. Um, the other thing is, um, how can you be a part of your uh, book club? So it's very simple. All you have to do is just follow the Instagram page um, and just kind of DM me. You don't have to read each and every book. All you have to do Follow it. Let me know which book you're going to read. You'll be add. Um, I'll make sure I add you to um, the Instagram um, DM. So like we don't do like phone numbers and things like that, but we do do. Right. We do. We um, we are starting to have face to face um, meetings where we can talk about it, um, you know, and just come together and kind of discuss the book. So it's very simple. It's free. Um, mm -hmm. I don't plan on like charging anything unless it's like you know, a membership later on in the, yeah. you know, in the future. But for right now, it's free. You can mm -hmm. come and join it. You can suggest books. You can even just come to look at the different books that we already read to just find your right. personal. I just want it to be very open and lax. Like, right. Um, just really simple. That's awesome. So the next thing I want to shift also is because I told y'all, Xavier is out here and she's doing big things and helping advance the kingdom of God. So she's all, she also has a book club, but what um, Xavier mentioned earlier is that she also has an event planning company. So um, where she's the co-owner of is her and two other young ladies. So I wanted to ask you, how long have you been in business and what makes your company different from others in event planning? Um, so... We, we haven't been in business very long. Um, it was simple. It started from me kind of like just doing this simple um, girls night, um, a girls seminar for one of my other friends and I, she wanted me to decorate. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I like creating things from scratch. So I decorated and everybody's like, oh, this is nice. You should do this. Um, and it was with one of my other friends um, and we mm -hmm. kind of just came together and like I was able to describe something and she was able to just like bring it together, like bring it to life. So I was like, we mm -hmm. should just do this as like, um, we can like make money off of this. Like these right. were like decorations like from scratch. And we had like umbrellas yeah. um, that had like different um, designs hanging from it with different flowers and stuff. Um, yeah. So I was like, we can like definitely like, you know, kind of market this. Um, right. And I also, I've worked with a planning company in the pharmaceutical um, arena. And mm -hmm. that was more so like very strategic. So it wasn't able to like have creativity. Um, yeah. also my mom, she was um, 
she did weddings. So I've also, mm-hmm. me being a young girl, always like was around her creating the same right. thing she wanted to do. She would create from scratch different weddings, baby showers, um, and even my birthdays, down to my birthday party. I never forget. It was like mm-hmm. my, I think it was like my 13th birthday. And she like me, mm-hmm. I was, I don't know why I like bugs. I was a very weird child. Um, <laughs> I love bugs. I was into bugs. Yeah. And she like, um, well, what do you want your theme to be? I'm like, bugs. And she's like, a bug's life? I'm like, no. I want, like, worms. I want a dirt cake. And I want worms <laughs> coming out my cake. And, like, I'm, like, explaining all this stuff to her. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I want I want bugs coming out. And I want them coming out my cupcake. And she, like, literally recreated exactly what right. I want. From scratch, she went, I don't even think they had Google at this time, but she, I mean, I had a dirt cake with worms coming out of it. So kind of watching her do certain things like that kind of was like, oh, she can do this. I think I can do this too. So um, that's kind of how we um, produced that aspect. But yeah. Yeah. That's good. So are you planning like, um, are you, do you plan like um, all types of events, like weddings and all of that good stuff? Or you just kind of keep it at like small, smaller um, events. So right now I'm trying to figure out my niche. Um, okay. that's why, we, that's why I, um, I, we kind of came up with like decor and planning. Cause like yeah. I, said, I like to do like more so like your guest list, um, yeah. you know, things of that nature. Um, and then mm-hmm. like a little bit of decorating, like, um, more so decorations and maybe like yeah. versus me actually making sure your wedding parties and things like that. Yeah, I don't really yeah. really into that, but, yeah. um, I'm still trying to find my niche because right now I'm also doing like product shoots. So say if you have like hairspray that you want to do, mm-hmm. I've got the love for that. So that's kind of yeah. what I'm doing. Um, um, that's also humble hair care. That's my cousin stuff. So that's a plug. Um, yes. so follow that too. <laughs> um, so like I work um, with him um, mm-hmm. and he kind of cuts hair. And so I kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now with it. Right. Um, it should be more stuff to come. Um, later on amen listen yeah. humble beginnings like humble I, I definitely see it going forward <laughs> um that's wonderful um so i want to um we're about to close and wrap it up shortly but well, the next question i'm going to ask you is did you ever imagine that you would be in the position that you're in now um no uh so for me i had a schedule for god i was like all right god if you do this then around this time I need a husband around this time I need to be married. And then I need to be around this time. And then if you can do it this way and this way. And he was like, nah, I'm going to do it my way. And I was like, okay, well, not mine, but if you could. (laughs) Um, So I'm grateful to be where I am. Um, I know a lot of people wouldn't have been able to like, really like a a lot of people that may have dealt with like my situation. I don't think, you know, I, to me, I still shocked that I'm here, like, honestly. Um, right. But I'm appreciative to be where I am. And I know I still have right. growth to do. Um, but I'm definitely happy to be, to say that I'm here and, like, I'm actually operating how I'm supposed to be operating. Um, right. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I, I just feel like, yeah, I'm glad to just be alive. Because a lot of people are, right. like, not alive. We have COVID going on. And like mm-hmm. I said, I've been provided for, like, yes, it's been tight money-wise. But yeah. like I haven't, my bills have been paid. I've been up to date on things. Like right. I can't, I don't understand how he's doing it, but he's doing it, and that's just that's all that's I have. It get a little stressful at times, but mm-hmm. I'm like I'm breathing. I can move my arms and my legs. Like 
you know, I can communicate. It's like the small things that I'm starting to find appreciated mm-hmm. um, more than just, you know, like the, the tangible things that I want. Right, right. Yeah. I wanted to point out a couple of comments before we move on. Uh, Melissa March said, that's awesome. I might need you for my 30th next year. So look out for that. Yes, look out for that, Zay. I got you, Connections. (laughs) 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 Right. And then your mom said, God has graced you to go through what you went through. Amen. So the last question that I have for you is that being as though like different people have heard your story and just like how God has transformed your life and just, you know, your minister, you're doing all these things to be a blessing to help advance God's kingdom. So what advice would you give for those that strayed away from God and want to come back to him? Um, come back. It's as simple as that. Um, because. Mm-hmm. Actually, recently, um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done with church. I was like, peace out. I like was like, I'm not a minister no more. Um, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, no. listen, if I was Jesus, I'd have hopped off the cross. Um, <laughs> I'm glad he died for y'all sins. Um, but in that moment, I had to realize, like, OK, God, I needed that break. Um, and to come back to it. I just had to come back. That's it's as simple as that. When you right. slip and you fall, you come back. Like right. you just bounce back. And I think people, um, I think we allow people to who have misrepresented God for us to mm-hmm. kind of think God is that way. But as long as you really seek Him and find out who He is to you and mm-hmm. who you are to Him, mm-hmm. then it's easier to understand how God works. It says His grace and mercy, right. like it's sufficient enough. He's made strong right. in your weakness. So in my weakness, he was made strong. It's like we yeah. have certain things like, God, I want peace. If he's supposed to be peace, turmoil is going to have to happen. So that then right. he's in being peace. So like you right. have to be careful what you ask for, number one. And just know that you can literally just bounce back. Like, yeah. God, I'm sorry. Dust it off and don't do it. I heard somebody say um, that repentance is not an apology. It's a... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a change in behavior, basically. So, like, as yeah. long as you're repentant, to not just apologize and stay the same and mm-hmm. use repentance as it's supposed to, then you'll be fine. Like, you know, just come back. Right. That's, that. Yep. Whew, that's that's so good. And that's going to lead into um, where we're about to go into the call of salvation. But before I get into that, I just want to make sure if you guys see it along on the bottom of the screen, this is all of Xavier's information. If any, if any of you are just tuning in and you are interested in following in her platforms, please just like uh, you can go and look on those um, on the bottom of the screen and follow her on, on Instagram on all her platforms. But I thank God for um, this interview with Zavi. I thank God for you sharing your story and just being a blessing. And I'm, I'm excited for um, your future. I'm excited for what God is going to continue to do in your life. Um, but I do want to extend um, the call of salvation for those of you that may not know Christ and that as you were listening to both uh, me and Xavier's conversation and you <laughs> you see that it's not it's not easy. Like the journey is not easy. However, um, 
through God, like Isaiah said, that our strength, that Jesus' strength is made perfect in our weakness. So in spite of what you have gone through, in spite of what you continue um, to do in your life, and you, if you know in your heart and you know that through this conversation that God is tucking at your heart and that you need a change, try Jesus today. Try Jesus today. Give your life to Jesus today. Why? Because he loves you and he cares. He loves you and he cares. And he was sent. God sent his only begotten son down to save us so that we can have life eternally. So if you are ready to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I ask that you say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. I ask you, Jesus, that you come into my heart. I believe it in my heart. And I confess it with my mouth that Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me, wash me, make me whole. I surrender myself unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. And if you said that wonderful prayer, it is that simple. It's free. And now you are in the family of God. You are in the family of God and you are one of his children. And for those of you, just like me and Xavier, we both had a past. And we both were straying away from the things of God. However, we're here today. And you know what? God gave us another chance to get it right. He gave us another chance to get it right. We were in a backslidden state. And backslidden state doesn't mean that you have to all the way be out of the the covering of God. You can be in the church and in the world at the same time. But the thing is, you must, you must give your life back to Christ. In order for you to make make it and how we're all striving to, to be in heaven, God wants to make sure that because it's, it's better, the word of God says it's better to be hot or cold than to be lukewarm. So what you don't want to do is to live a life being lukewarm. God wants you to surrender your all to him. And guess what? It's not too late. And I know you hear him calling you. I know you hear him calling you. And listen, nobody's here judging you. Nobody's looking down upon you. Yeah. But what God wants is a relationship with you. And he wants you to be available and it's not too late. So if you're ready now to give your life back to Christ, I want you to say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. I realized what I did was wrong. I realized that I need you back in my life. I already know, Father, that you died on a cross for my sins and you were buried and rose on the third day. So Jesus, I ask that you give me another chance. Thank you for giving me another chance to get it right. I surrender my will unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name, amen. So if you prayed that wonderful prayer, welcome back into the body of Christ. It's the best decision that you can ever make in your life. I'm so excited for everything that God is doing in both in me and Xavier's um, lives. And um, I'll have um, our I Am A Perfectly Perfect uh, social media information on the bottom. We do this every Tuesday night. And sometimes I have guests on like Xavier and other times God just shares with me the word of God and uh, whatever he placed on my heart to share with you guys. That's what I do every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. unless God tells me otherwise. But um, until next time on a Perfectly Perfect Live, I'm going to have uh, my social media on here on the end so that you can see it. Um, but until next time on a perfectly perfect live, I will see you guys later. I love you and have a good night. Good night.